The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Well, every week feels like the end of the world. What's wrong, buddy? Uh, it's uh, the earth feels like a bad place. I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had your head buried in barbecue? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh good lord. It's, it does it it doesn't feel real. It's January 30th. Every every time like I don't know why like I feel compelled to be informed. Mhm. But then the information just fucking bums me out. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. I, uh, I'll donate. I don't know what else to do. Any uh, Anything else? Who'd you donate to? I don't. I'm not going to. A, a lot of places. You, so you scatter it out a little bit? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Like, Good for you. Yeah. I mean... See what good it does. Mm-hmm. Throwing money at the problem like a shitty parent. I'm not throwing money at the problem. I'm throwing money at the people that can hopefully mm-hmm. help fix the problem. Well, it just seems comical. Like I honestly haven't. I can't keep up because every day, yeah, it's something new that Trump has done. Yeah, I was like, I should know, and then I watch the news, and and also not smart enough to comprehend. Yeah, everything. Yeah. That's going on mm-hmm. because again, it's going by very fast, <laughs> and uh, so uh, so yeah, so that's the that's the world. If, uh, we should come up with solutions. If you're bummed out by the news and, uh, and maybe you don't have money to donate, maybe you got time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. Uh, Everybody's like, oh, we'll go visit a mosque. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we need white people bum rushing mosques <laughs> right now. That could be a bit what threatening. Y'all, what y'all doing in here? Open up. We want to help. I'm just, I just want to learn. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, this is the Boogie Monster mm-hmm. with Kyle and Dave. Mm-hmm. And every week feels like it might be the last one. It does. <laughs> it does. I was, I was try, like, I, I will try to make jokes about it, but I was there like, man, a lot of people's New Year's diets are really going to shit right now. Like, yeah. Oh, what happened again? Yeah, I'm going to have hot dogs for all three meals. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? yeah, it's uh, lower down on the priority list now. Yeah, like every meal. Let, make, let it taste pretty good because it might, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. That's always been my problem. I eat every meal as if it was my last. Might die tomorrow. Gonna wish I had that cheeseburger. <laughs> that is a good way to die sooner, mm-hmm. is to eat every meal that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took that old cliche, live every day as if it's your last. I, I, I flipped that around to just made it pertain to food. Just just the food part of the day. The rest yeah. of the day, really pissed it away. Yeah. <clears throat> the rest of the day, just watched Hoarders. 
<laughs> but the meal part, oh, I really I take that. Oh, I man. appreciate that. Well, we've uh, carpe we've been, diem. We've been persevering though in the uh, face of all this craziness. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we we've, we've been, we had a good weekend. Yeah, we live in the socialist uh, commune of, of Southern California. Yeah, <clears throat> we're not in our bubble. Yeah, a bunch of people patting themselves on the back about, like, well, we know we're doing the right thing. We were in uh, Jumbo's clown room bubble the other day. Yeah, we, uh, we <laughs> forgot about our woes over at the clown room, Ooh, which, is a, which is a bikini dancing bar. Oh, boy. Famous for having Courtney Love uh, once uh, graced their stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's like it's a dancing lady club, but uh-huh. they're not naked, and yeah. and they'll get mean at you if you don't tip. Yeah, which is good for them. Yeah, sassy gals. They'll yell at you. Yeah, they'll get paid. So, yeah, we 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 tore it up on Saturday. We almost recorded an episode, which you were wise enough. I'm glad we didn't to just say don't. Yeah, that would not have. <laughs> I was all for it, but apparently. Mm. Uh, putting the kibosh on Kyle making the call when we can record episodes. Oh man, I wanted you to bring your uh, theremin down here. Oh, the theremin? We'll uh, get it. Got the video on the Instagram account. Theremin. I think I call it theremin. That sounds Th- like a medication. Theremin. Yeah, that's like between theremin and theraflu. <laughs> Y'all gonna play that theraflu? <laughs> but no, we had a good time, man. Uh, that was fun. Uh, we made a whole day of it. Not just there. We we kind of kind of hit all the spots, right? Um, <clears throat> Ate breakfast, and then we went to a bar. Yeah. That was the order that day. Yeah. That's all we did. Was you want to meet for breakfast? And you're like, oh, I already ate. And then just, just the rumination. Again, you could use, you can use this uh, current societal predicament in positive or negative ways. Maybe you could use it to be like, I got this is something I've always wanted to do. So go do it. If you've been waiting to do something, you should do it now. Yeah. And what we want to do was piss the whole day away drinking. Not that that's an elusive opportunity for either one of us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, chasing our own tails by the end of Saturday. We did the drawing room. We went we did to the drawing uh, room. Did we go to Rustic? We did the, yeah, we, no. We didn't go to Rustic. No, we went from the drawing room to the jumbos to the, to the home here. Yeah. Whew, full day though. We uh, yeah, we saw an old guy thrown up in the bathroom the middle of the day. That was sad. We're like, man, let's just have one of those. You forget, like, well, let's have one of those cool, like, those romantic LA days. Not like a sexy room, but like, yeah, man, just the sunlight creeping in on in the dark bar of the day, and it's almost those uh, Bukowski esque. Like, this is this is where the poets live. Yeah. And then there was just a 75-year-old guy throwing up in the sink, uh, just a, a lifer alcoholic. And you're like, oh, that's that could be me if I don't. That's where this leads. Let's straighten, let's straighten ourselves out and go to the dancing lady bar where there's a little more life in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was the day we were going to record. Mm-hmm. And we didn't for good for good reason. Yeah. you were. I mean, you're good call there. Yeah. Apparently, I wasn't even making any sense by the end of the night. I'm I'm usually the voice of reason between us two idiots. Really? That's, it, that's scary. Is, is that the case? I think so. I mean, <laughs> fear not. There will be another greatest worst episode. Yeah, we <laughs> on the books. I thought I don't know if I did. I apologize. Was lads of people got pissed about that 
pizza one because we're eating into the mics. Yeah, you know, you, I'll, I'll apologize because I hate that. Like I hate yeah. that. Did I apologize? We talked that? about that last week. I'm having real bad memory loss. It's I okay. just walked upstairs to get the SD card for this. Uh huh. Walked upstairs, turned off a light, and walked right back down here. Hmm. And like, oh, the whole reason I went up there for that's just nope, forgot. Yeah, yeah I have uh, a bit of that sometimes. <sighs> Too much dope. Yeah. What else That's going on this weekend? Go. Anything exciting? I went to the Magic Castle. Okay. Which is a good way to distract yourself with some magic. Old-time magic. I've never been. It's, uh, I, I can't say, I don't remember if we discussed it. There's a place in, in Los Angeles called the Magic Castle. Mm-hmm. It's like the magician's hangout, but it is. It's a big mansion-type house. So right there got, on Franklin? It's right around in Franklin, yeah, right in Hollywood. And you can go, you get dinner. they got a kitchen, dining rooms. But then they have these theaters. There's all these different like, theaters and stages where there's magic going on everywhere. <laughs> bless yourself. Woo! I say bless yourself. I don't say yeah. God bless you. Because yeah. I believe God lives in every one of us. Mm-hmm. So I say you bless yourself. Yeah. You, you figure it Instead out. Instead of go fuck yourself, I say go bless mm-hmm. yourself. So anyway. Uh, and magic... I... I think magic's one of those things you never realize how much you are delighted by it until you're there and you're like, what? you got me. That <coughs> that amazed me. And thank you for perfecting this skill mm-hmm. that probably guaranteed you didn't get laid yeah. for far until much later in mm-hmm. life. And here and then, but then that is brings joy. Mm-hmm. I, these, they, they do a little close-up thing where you just sit like a guy just got a little table in a corner. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, we're just walking by. We'll sit at this guy's table. And it's it's right in front of your face. And it's Pete Holmes has that good bit mm-hmm. about magic where somebody wants to ruin it all the time. Yeah. Like, it's magnets. It's like, oh, magnets. So, yeah. <laughs> and it, the, it's, some of it's cheesy uh-huh. and it's silly. And then some of it's – even if there's cheesy, like, flash around it. And cause like, I don't care. The skill with which you can just – Make cards disappear in front of my face. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, every time I just b- 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 blows my mind. Yeah, I think magicians get a bad uh, rap, especially like amongst comics. Oh, I don't know. It just seems to be they're a little lower down on the uh, on the totem yeah. pole of of live entertainment. But uh, it's always interesting. They always trick me. I can't do any of that crap. Yeah, I think because. The secrecy always lends to creepiness. That, and I think there's also an element of um, just trickery. Just what's what's wrong with you that you are always going to be tricking people? Or that, yeah, yeah, that you just sat alone trying to figure out how to hide a rubber ball on your person somewhere. Like you just sat in your room. Well, that's not hard. Hiding, hiding a, uh, yeah, hiding your little foam, mm. making your rings clink yeah. together. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. Would that be a skill? You think that would be a necessary skill, getting to the subject at hand? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about doomsday prepping today. <coughs> yeah. 
But I guess even more so than the prepping part of it is what value would you have to offer in a post-apocalyptic landscape? I think a magician would come in handy. They could pick locks. They could uh, just get out of confined spaces. Yeah, if they design the confined space. Oh, so it's not just a universal skill that they have? No, man. It's mad yeah. like... You no. can go. I don't think you could go to the store and buy a lock and be like, "Get out of this." They, 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 magicians bring their own locks. Okay, magicians. You, you see them bring the trunk. They're like, "Oh, this is pre-approved oh. accoutrement." Yeah, we're working. These are props you brought. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they were like, we were. We closed it out last night. They're all backing up their vans and their pickup trucks to load all their shit into. Like they got their own gear. That's funny. <laughs> a, magi- a magic roadie. I did. I. Uh, I. Early in my career, worked with a guy named I wonder if he's still around, Mark Fay, Mark the Knife, and he was uh, he wasn't a magician as much as he was like a juggler and a unicyclist, and would like had like a six foot tall unicycle and would juggle chainsaws on it and stuff, and I would sometimes open for him, and then I'd have to help him load his unicycles into his van. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a nice guy. He was a good. He was a good guy. He sold uh, lizard eggs on the side. So that's what you do when you're kind of a magician and you live in your lizard eggs. I think I I'm, I I think it was above ground, but it might not have been. Yeah, like I think he just like when like the juggling wasn't paying the bills, he would sell reptile eggs to pet stores. Huh. Interesting. I don't. I I, I hope I didn't just blow up his spot or anything. I don't want to get him trouble on the. Oh well. Lizard, the lizard egg black market. Patton Oswalt's got that great bit about opening for magician. Oh, yeah, and they're just disgruntled. It's yeah. one ring, it's two rings, now it's no rings. Boom, go fuck yourself. And then, uh, I don't know, the punch at the end was just like, oh, is this some avant-garde yeah. thing where they dress a boy up in yeah. women's clothes? Or lesbian he... cackles in the background. Because I've seen it done better, I was like. Such a good bit. <sighs> but so, I mean, obviously... We entertain the idea of doomsday prepping. It was always, it's kind of a fun thing to think about. You're just thinking about long-term camping is what you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah. And now that it's more of a possibility mm-hmm. from – and I don't know from what. I mean disaster you can't predict. It's not going to be a doomsday if it's just a civil unrest. Like that's a different type of preparation. Well, but it's a lot of the same procedures and techniques – Apply though, as far as just packing up and getting the hell out of here. Yeah, there was. I read a real good book by uh, Neil Strauss called Emergency, and he basically signed up for every class, like every survival thing. Just signed up for all all of it. Urban Mm -hmm. urban escape, you know, forest survival. I one of my things like. Nobody would know what to do. If, even if you got out of town and your car broke down. Basic thing. Like if a hose blew, I would look under the hood and look, I don't know what happened. Like I guess like Well that's I, part of that's part of the survival training is you gotta learn some of this real basic mechanical stuff. You gotta yeah. know how to take care of your vehicles. You know? Take care of your vehicles? How about just making a shelter? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like all this stuff like oh it'd be fun, like Boy Scout stuff, if it was life and death. What like like what I I mean you all oh, just know like lean a thing. I watch Castaway every time it's on TV. Mm-hmm. Partly because I'm like, it doesn't seem so bad. 
Like the, I, I felt that way. I don't know. I could if, use a break. If that really, yeah, would that like tank? Like, all right, we, we went to Hawaii. Now, what if it was just you in Hawaii? Okay, it was beautiful, mm-hmm. but then you got to eat a, like a lot of crab. I love crab, but forever. Eh, there's no, worse things. No butter. Yeah, salt. Salt water. Figure out how to extract the salt from the. I don't sea. think you salt. You don't salt crap crab. Mm-hmm. Really? I do. You salt your crab. Mm-hmm. In the water, you're boiling it in. I get. You know what? I've never made a crab, so I didn't know mm-hmm. there's salt in it. So you just why don't you just boil it in the salt water? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He never boiled the crab in cast. Oh, no container. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. He got it. Okay, that was that was it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold on. There were so many other ways he could have prepared it. <laughs> I would like to watch Castaway with a with a chef. Yeah. And see if they could throw in ideas. Like, oh, that plant right there? Oh, that's wild sage. You could have just you could have sprinkled some of that on there. <laughs> I could watch yeah, watch like those survival movies, but with a chef and see if they have any other tips. Catch a squid, have yeah. some calamari. Come yeah, on. Like Revenant or something. Like, yeah, man, you gotta cook. You don't want to go right for the liver, you're gonna get sick. Oh man! Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always am fascinated with it. I have a, I have the freeze dried food, okay. and the crank radio, and the straw that you could drink out of dirty puddles with. I got all that stuff. I've been making jokes about it lately. What kind of freeze dried food do you have? I just got a bucket of general uh, general dinners. General dinners, like it's like the one packet. It's a plastic, like an bag. MRE, like a military. Yeah, but it's it, it's just camp. It's freeze dried camping food. Okay. And so you just pour. You could pour the hot water in the pouch, shake it up, and you got food. Actually, not too bad. That's cool. I've had them uh, backpacking before. Well, uh, I've always been fascinated with the concept of doomsday prepping, and like you mentioned, I mean, there's different uh, reactions to different uh, scenarios. Yeah. You know, whether it be a natural disaster or civil unrest or whatever. And uh, mine was earthquake. I was thinking earthquake. What if I need to get fresh water, mm-hmm. and I could still maybe kind of hang out in my abode, but what would need food yeah. and, and water and communication? Well, let's talk about supplies real quickly. In, in a minute, I do want to touch on the bigger picture on what might drive us to this. Yeah. But uh, right now, let's talk about su- supplies. I've compiled a couple of different lists here. I've done a lot of research this week on doomsday prepping. and uh, What a time. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, the question, you know, for the novice out there, mm-hmm. all right, I'm sure some people listening to this might be, uh, this genre of podcast might lend itself to people who are, you know, very well prepared for this type of stuff. Nobody but Nobody listening to this podcast is prepared for anything. Else. I feel like there's some people in a, who, who've got a basement full of food, and which, by the way, that... I, yeah, yeah, it's a whole legion of people who are just going to survive on Dave's Biscuits. No, I'm just saying, Dave's biscuit army. If you're into <laughs> if you're into Bigfoot and paranormal stuff, you know that demographic. A small percentage of those That's, people are probably also preppers. All right, yeah. so I'm not going to talk to those guys. I'm not going to try to pretend to be an expert on this. But let's let or or gals. Uh, but let's talk about the absolute novice who's never really given it much thought. That's going to be me. Okay, I mean I've given it thought, but I haven't given it anything else. Let's compile 
a backpack full of survival gear. Bug out bag. A bug out bag. Okay. All right. And now, by the way, bug out and bug in, that's a, that's a big... Um, that's how bugs uh, survive in prison. <laughs> that's a big uh, bone of contention with some preppers. I need more credit for the blood in, blood out reference. I didn't get that okay. immediately. That's good. That's good. Was I love that movie. Okay. Watson, that, that was real good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, 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 I was surprised myself how good that was. I wanted the credit for it. All right. People who spend a lot of time thinking about the end of the world, uh, bug out versus bug in. Bug out meaning I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Bug in meaning I'm bunkering down. I ain't okay. going nowhere. Yeah. All right. And there's pros and cons to both. All right. Obviously, bugging out is dangerous in the sense that uh, – you don't know what's out there, you yeah. know. Especially if civil unrest happens, going out into the wilderness or anywhere away from your home could mm-hmm. be in- incredibly dangerous. So a lot of people feel like bugging in is the way to go, hunkering down. Yeah. You got your homestead, you've got your fortress, you got your basement full of food, familiar territory. Familiar territory. That's all great, except for in the event of like a natural disaster. What if your house burns down? What if a tornado yeah. wipes it out? What if a flood wipes it out? Then you got no choice but to bug out. Yeah. So let's talk about bugging out real quick and let's uh let's compile a, a bug out bag. Get you a good backpack. I got me a brand new backpack by the way. You did. I'm very excited about my new backpack. It's, nice. it's got some camouflage yeah, on it. Last one got stolen. Son of a bitch. Broken my fucking oh, van. Took your, uh, oh god. Took your computer. Your brand loved, new. Oh, I would have loved <clears> to have caught that. And the only yeah. times you owned a computer and it got stolen a week later. <laughs> Nicest thing I've ever owned. I, I've never had anything nice. I uh, About a year ago, I finally splurged, and I bought a brand-new MacBook. Mm-hmm. It was like way too much money, more money than I should have spent yeah. on a computer. Had it for three weeks, and it got stolen. So don't leave your bug-out bag yeah. in your van. All right. I could, I've, I've whittled it down to 15 items. What are 15 items we can put in this bug-out bag? Okay. Okay? Let's start with some real obvious stuff. First aid kit. Mm-hmm. Get you a backpack, throw a first aid kit in there. I don't even know. Do you know general first aid? I do. I know CPR. Vi- CPR. I, I, I f- you know what? This is, sounds terrible. I feel like CPR, in the event of that it needs to happen, I could uh, make it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think I've seen enough. I've seen it on enough things. <laughs> You do a couple breathings, you pound on their chest, you're like, don't you leave me! Don't you fucking leave me! You gotta say, don't you fucking leave me! Like that, with conviction. You can, pull, you can like, come up with a, with a mishmash of things to get CPR. I would, yeah. Vice has a... Uh, Vice can go... Sometimes Vice amazes me, and other times I'm like, Vice, fucking take a break. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're not gonna believe it, this grandmother smokes weed! Like, fucking calm down. But they had one that is kind of like what we're talking about. It's like doomsday prep stuff. Like, oh, everything's going to shit. And it, it was uh, a, a detail like how to set a broken bone in the wild. It was like, oh, man. Like, what if that's it? Yeah, you're getting out in the forest. Would you know how to set a broken bone? I think I, I think it's easier to, to wing that than to wing CPR. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just CPR, get- you, just, you breathe in their mouth. Ah, there's there's a there's a technique, there's a procedure you got to follow. I don't know. I feel like you could just it kind of like playing drums versus playing guitar. Like it's just yeah. a little more cut and dry. Like oh, just hit that and make that rather than the intricacies of the procedure of CPR. I don't know. You, you see you, too you, much of it on TV. Yeah, you break the bone and you you 
get you fashion you a splint out of some sticks and but wrap it up with a the thing that some they gauze. Should, yeah, but you got to put it. You got to set the bone. Like you have to put Meaning, yourself in traction. Put it in, yeah. Like, and the way they did it was like, say your put shin, the bone in the right position was broken. That they had to tie their foot to a tree and then pull their body back so the bone. Would, yeah, that's see, true. It's like that's it's, true. Like, oh. that's rough. All right, so first aid. Okay, get your first aid kit, but not just some little rinky dink, you know, band aid thing. You want to get something with like uh, a tourniquet. Tourniquet would come in handy in a in a situation like this. Uh, some disinfectant stuff like that. Not just a box yeah. of band aids, but like a a pretty hefty yeah. uh, first aid kit. And you can they make all types, but get obviously some vodka. <laughs> and when we're talking about a bug out bag too, you got to uh, consider like spatial economy. So you can't go too big on any of these supplies I'm about to talk about. You want to yeah. got to cram all this stuff into one backpack. So get you a good uh, first aid kit. I don't think I've ever used gauze in my life. Really? Oh, I'm the exact opposite. My whole childhood, I was wrapped in gauze. You just running through <laughs> fires? Just no, like uh, <laughs> just I, I did a lot of mummy role playing. <laughs> just sports as a kid, always spranging an ankle and messing up a knee, whether it be like a, 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 a bone thing or even a superficial cut. I just remember just always my legs or knees or wrist or something was wrapped in gauze. Band-aid? I always like mine was like, yeah, let the air get to it. That's true. She's not a doctor. Mm. You gotta let the air get. You know, it's always good for stuff. You dirty air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh right, man, so I got a. When I was twelve, I uh, I was playing football and uh, I busted up my knee real good and got a big old cut mm-hmm. and uh, dog shit got in there. I got <laughs> I got dog shit on my knee wound and it got infected. That's and I, it like messed me up for a couple of months. Yeah, my that's knee got real all. Bad. I got dog shit and a knee cut. That sounds like the best blues song ever. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, get that disinfectant. I cut. I busted my leg. I crashed one of the bikes, uh, and uh, one of the Santa Monica trails. And I was coming back, and it was cut, but I wasn't like I was walking fine. I just cut, but on the knees, it's bleeding a lot, uh-huh. and I needed stitches. But right at the trailhead, there was some kid you could tell he's an Eagle Scout. He's like, "Do you need help? We got first aid kid." I'm like. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like rapping. I, I think I tore the sleeve off my T-shirt to just soak up some of the blood. And this kid was so excited. So I did get some gauze that day. This kid was so excited to finally use some of his Boy Scout training. It was like one crazy summer when like the Boy Scouts <laughs> just they, all they want to do is use their training. Oh, that's uh, funny. All right, so you got first aid kit. First aid kit's number one. And these are really in no particular order. They're all relevant if we're whittling it down to 15 items, okay? Uh, get you a plastic tarp. Right, you're talking about shelter. Uh, you got to have you a good, mm-hmm. like a blue. Uh, Pat Dixon has a great joke where he talks about having sex with some gal on a tarp, and then he's just like, "Did everybody else envision a blue tarp?" <laughs> it's just the old standard blue tarp. Like a blue or green? Yeah, uh, yeah, blue or green. But um, a plastic tarp can have multiple functions. Obviously, shelter. You can use it as like a blanket. Do all kind of things. Is it's going to be the one thing that you can kind of uh, guarantee? There's going to be at least a little dry. You're going to have control access to you, you know collect the water. You can get the dew mm-hmm. on top of yeah. it for drinking water. So a good plastic tarp. Fold that up real tight in a nice little 
little square there and throw that in your kit. Have uh, you ever folded a plastic tarp? You know how big they are? Oh, you yeah. open it once oh, and yeah. fold it up again? Yeah. When I, when I did landscaping, I would have these giant uh, plastic tarps. It was so funny. We called them uh, blowjobs. Like uh, and of course we knew we knew the 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 innuendo there, but like seriously, it was just part of like the landscaper's lingo. Yeah. In the fall in the south, when the all the the leaves fall off the trees, we would get a lot of blowjobs. Meaning, I don't need you to cut my lawn or do anything. Just come over and collect these leaves. <laughs> need you to come over and give me a blowjob. Uh, but no, we would do blowjobs and. Uh, <laughs> Sounds you so are just putting the sound bites out today, Dave. <laughs> well, you take these giant uh, tarps, these giant landscaping tarps, yeah, just like what I'm talking about now. Blow job. You want to cover the ground a little. And then you, uh, you pin them. You, we had these little stakes, these little metal stakes or pins. Mm. Pin them to the ground, and you take your backpack blower, and you blow the leaves all into the, uh, the big tarp. And then wrap it all up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was uh, very, uh, very well-versed in folding giant tarps and blowjobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get you a fire kit. Next thing you want is a fire kit. Now, what do I mean by that? I think you can buy them, but you could also just make your own. Just a little, a little kit with uh, multiple ways to start a fire. So get you like a little wallet, like a little woman's makeup thing, you know, a little zippy pouch thing, and throw you some lighters in there. Um, one thing I learned, I, I wasn't aware of this, but apparently a great fire starter, there's a technique using Vaseline and cotton balls. Yep. You know about Vaseline and yep. cotton balls? petroleum jelly. Yes. Get you a, a plastic sandwich bag, like a Ziploc bag, throw a handful of cotton balls in there, mm-hmm. and then throw you a, get you a goop of petroleum jelly. Vaseline or whatever, put that in there, and then kind of seal it up and then rub it around, mix all that jelly and get all those cotton balls saturated in that uh, Vaseline. And then now those Vaseline-soaked cotton balls are going to be so flammable. something else, too, about like taking matchsticks, wooden matchsticks, and rolling the stick. Don't roll the head of the match, but rolling rolling that in – Rolling paper tightly around the stick and then dipping the whole thing in hot wax. And huh. Basically, you're making tiny candles like the match will burn long. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so get you a little, uh, I don't know, some sort of pouch, some sort of wallet, some sort of, what do you call the thing a women a women carry their makeup in? Uh, purse. Not a purse, but a, I don't know, maybe it's just a makeup bag. I don't makeup know. Makeup bag. Get you a little makeup bag, throw you a bunch of lighters, candles, uh, matches, even get you some of those little tea. Tea candles, teacup candles. Yeah, called? tea candles. Votive, yeah. votive, votive candles. candles. Yeah, sure, sure. Get you those. Get you the cotton balls and the Vaseline. So you, now you got your fire kit. You got something mm-hmm. to start a fire with. Uh, something you mentioned earlier, a water filter. You're going to need yeah. a good water filter. And there's a bunch of different types. You can get the straw. Like, what does yours look like? Mine's in a pla- – I didn't open the one I got for the, the camping one I have – it's a bit bulky. It's like a whole hand pump, and one end, one hose goes into whatever the source is, uh-huh. and the other one goes into your canteen. Okay. And so but you hand pump it out in from the source into the canteen. Huh. And, uh, but the one that I got in my earthquake kit is just, it looks like a blue straw. You can okay. also get the iodine pens. I don't know how well those work. Yeah, iodine is a way to um, purify water. Or boil it, because you got your fire kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can boil it. But some way to uh, have access to, to clean drinking water, whether it be a water filter or uh, the iodine tablets. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few different ways. So take that into consideration. Um, connected to that last one there, you need a water container. Get you uh, some sort of canteen, some sort of way to carry uh, at least a little bit of water. Uh, you're going to need a knife. I think I, th- I still think everybody needs a good knife. 
good uh, yeah. good hunting knife, good pocket knife. Love a good knife. So get you a good, good like tool. all-purpose uh, hunting knife. You know, whether it be a, a pocket one that can fold up or just one with a or, sheath, or even like a good Leatherman. Mm-hmm. It's got a knife in it yep. with some other. Yeah. So get you a good knife. Uh, obviously a flashlight. Um, nowadays the LED, the small LED flashlights. Mm-hmm. A lot more practical than the bigger, bulkier, like mag lights. The three foot long mag yeah, light. Yeah, that are battery operated. You want to get the little LED ones. And they still make, I mean, you can get one from five bucks to two or three hundred bucks. Like yeah. you get like a police tactical uh, LED flashlight. Oh, strobes. Yeah. But get you a flashlight. Um, you're going to need a bandana or a dust guard. Um, something yep. to kind of put over your mouth in the event that you're in, you know, smoky areas or. Terrible air con- air quality, mm-hmm. uh, but a dusk mask or a bandana. Uh, I've already talked about the backpack. You mentioned multi-tool. That was on my list. Duct tape. Got to have some duct tape. I mean, that's kind of an old redneck cliche that uh, duct tape, you know, is just all purpose. Yeah, you fix but your like, shoes. You fix your clothing. <clears throat> all kind of purposes for duct tape. Um, an axe. Get you an axe and or a hatchet. Love a good hatchet. Hatchet's uh, just a little axe. Just a little axe. Something to... Uh, to chop firewood with, to tr- to kindling sticks, twigs, whatnot, and then last on the list, number fifteen, um, get you a gun. You need a gun. Now this goes beyond whatever your political beliefs or whatever. We're talking <clears throat> doomsday. Yeah, we're talking. I don't care. You know, a lot of people. You know, I won't get on the whole gun thing. Yeah. I got mixed feelings about. I'm pro gun, but I'm anti open carry automatic rifles I'm pro gun but i'm anti most everyone yeah. who else is yeah. pro gun <laughs> no i mean i'm pro gun but like don't get me started on these yahoos with their ar-15s around their necks in mcdonald's fans ruining the band fucking stupid well even my buddy who just had bb guns like, hey i can, I can have a squirrel or a rabbit with this if i needed to yeah like, he's just talking about a bb gun not even like a self-defense thing like that eh, get a little bit of protein yeah now, when you're talking about guns, um, obviously three kind of you can easily divide it up into three categories. Well, really two. Uh, gun people will the two categories being pistols or long guns. Yeah, um, long guns really anything. To me, there's two categories of long guns. You're talking shotguns or rifles. Of course, you can get into the automatic yeah. stuff. But I, I feel like you need all three. If you got room for all three, you need a pistol. A good pistol is just uh, compact self defense. I. Uh, won't get into all the details. Glock 40 cal is a great pistol. Yeah. It's got a lot of punch. It's more stopping power than the 9mm. Still compact. It's a durable. Glock is just a good gun as far as like uh, they they don't break. They're just they're easy to, to maintain. Get you a shotgun. A shotgun's just a damn problem solver. If you got uh, if you got you got big problems, get you a big uh, Remington 12 gauge. Got the problem oh, solver. Love a good uh, like pistol grip shotgun. Oh, like a, I used to have one that could hold eight you got, shells. You got a hole in your tarp? <laughs> shoot at it. <laughs> and then uh, probably need a, a nice little rifle for hunting. I would suggest, yeah, I would throw in there, what, like, are you talking deep woods here? There's your deep woods bug out? Maybe a little a uh, little book of edible plants. You yeah. want to go out like old uh, Christopher McCandless up there. Exactly. Old uh, into the wild. Into the wild. Not called out of the wild. <laughs> he, got, he stayed there. Yeah, he went in. I didn't don't know come why out. I put my hand up to the mm. side of my mouth like I was making a joke. It's a great it's movie. It's a bummer. It is. I'm kind of like with them, and then I'm like, ah, you dummy. Yeah. You could have walked a mile to many. Oh, well. Different stuff. Uh, <clears throat> that's, like, that's a lot of stuff to carry, though. Yeah, but all that, can, minus the shotgun and the rifle, all of that can fit in your backpack. So, yeah. uh, you know, 
I would if you're trying to About maybe rope, you don't need the shotgun or the rifle. Some rope. Definitely some rope. These are just the top fifteen. I mean, yeah. you could put fifty more things in there, but yeah, definitely some rope. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to live past it. Like we're talking about this inside. Like, all right, if I'm not going to have kids, and then like, well, what's if your mission for survival? Like, if if it's the ultimate doomsday, like basically, so much shit went. Like, it's going to go down regionally. It's not like if the world explodes mm-hmm. and you're alive. You're gonna have to get to fucking. Mm-hmm. That might be, but if it's just regional, like just America shits the bed, like it currently is, then, yeah, fucking whatever. That's an interesting concept. Would you feel? Would you feel obligated to? Eh, uh, well, to keep it no, going. W- watch, watch when we're all trying to get into other countries mm-hmm. <laughs> and see how we get treated yeah. after all this shit. Yeah, you know. Oh boy, America imploded on itself. It's civil war. I guess we'll have to go where ah, we can't get into Mexico because he built that wall. Canada's telling us to go fuck ourselves. Oh man. So that's your bug out bag. Um, and again, I do want to talk about some bigger picture stuff, but real quick, let me go through a quick list of bug in food. All right, let's say. I was just looking at that list, I'm like, it's just snacks. Yeah, this is my bug out bag. My bug out bag is just food. Your, your survival, your survival shelter just looks like the Halloween candy aisle at Walmart. That's what. That's what it looks like. Um, let's talk about bug in food. All right, let's say you wanna you wanna bunker hunker down and bunker down and all that stuff. Hunker and bunker. Uh, hunker and bunker. You got to do them both. Um, what, what what do you stockpile? What kind of food? What kind of food should we get? All right, uh, some of this is pretty obvious. Pasta. All right, you want stuff that's got a long shelf life. Mm-hmm. You want stuff that's not going to be uh, too perishable too quick. So just think about that. Like anything perishable, don't worry about that. We're talking pasta, rice. Breakfast cereal, beans, canned meat, jerky, all kinds of jerky, whether it be beef or turkey. G- G- yeah. Uh, summer sausage. What's a canned meat? Canned meat would be like a Vienna sausage. I'm to off the top of my potted head. meat, tuna fish, canned salmon. Potted meat. potted meat is it is literally probably the lowest form of meat that you could purchase. It sounds legally. like someone tried to plant meat. Uh, do you really grow, not know what potted to meat grow is? Grow more meat. Potted meat comes in these little bitty cans, like they're small, like I don't know, like spam, one or two ounces. It's it's in the ballpark of spam. It is literally just pork and beef byproduct. It is the the it's like the plywood uh, meat, the slaughterhouse floor. Like it is just the scrappings off the slaughterhouse floor, and really? they make like kind of like a mush, like a mushy. Um, like a pate almost. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if I want to survive. No, yeah, it's not good. I've had it. Uh, Sling Blade, the movie Sling Blade, they talk about potted meat. So I guess stuff's got lips and buttholes and peckers in it. Like, but is it like just like a hot dog without the shape? Yeah, it's it's mushed up hot dog contents. I like hot dog. Exactly. So there you go. Right. But this doesn't have the the fun and excitement of a hot dog. <laughs> doesn't it's, have that take me out to the ballpark just kind a of feel. Can of mush that you might want to spread on a cracker or oh, something okay. like that. Okay, it's a spreadable. Yeah, it's a spreadable okay. like like a pate. Um, so yeah, any type of canned meat is gonna you know it's not none of that canned meat is mm. worth a damn. Even tuna fish, I don't like. 
I'm not a big tuna fish guy, but if I got to eat tuna fish, I always get the little packets, the vacuum yeah. seal packs. Well, I got tuna sitting. In I, I just feel like that's I feel like that's higher quality than the canned stuff, and it may not it? be. It, it probably isn't, but it just feels like just eating it out of an old dumb can. No, you make a tuna salad. Yeah, um, lots of milk. powdered milk. It's going to be essential for people who. You need milk. I don't. I don't drink much milk, but powder milk, spaghetti sauce is a good thing that has a long shelf life. Canned soup, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you can survive a long time just on a bunch of cans of soup. Uh, <laughs> bouillon cubes. Uh, bouillon cubes are good. Just you know. What does you- it just devolve into a recipe that you already want to time? <laughs> I'll speed through this. Half a uh, cup of sugar. Uh, bouillon and, cubes. Uh, <laughs> three teaspoons of kosher salt. Speaking of sugar, you're going to need some sugar, uh, some honey. And voila, beef wellington. <laughs> Did you know this? Honey literally keeps forever. Yeah. Honey does not go bad. I was having this talk about like like how vegans won't even have honey. Yeah. Cause it expl- and I'm like, I, you know, if you could have caught me five years ago, I would have been a much more <clears throat> of a bigger dickhead about veganism. Now I'm like, as long as you're not... Like screwing up everything else, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's it's a righteous way to live. But the honey, like, what's wrong? What are you doing to the, like the bees? Like you get like a bee, like you're taking the bee, the honey from the bees. I agree, and I don't. You're know a ex- beekeeper. Like I- you're keeping the bees. Bees are endangered. Here's someone caring after the bees. Do the bees? How about a little honey in return for keeping your, uh, you uh, you uh, surviving. Are the bees, bees pissed that they got to uh, produce honey? I like it doesn't hurt I them. I haven't read an interview with the bees, Dave. No, I'm just saying, like, what does a bee <laughs> care if you take its honey? That's, I guess, in a vegan's mind, like they're mad. Are they? Okay, but I don't know, like, how much of honey is needed for what they're doing. Uh huh. Other than just making their honeycombs and such. I mean, it's kind of the same. I guess you're taking their homes. It's kind of the same question when you talk about. Um, Dairy, like I get, a cow doesn't want to get slaughtered and eaten, but what does a cow care if you squeeze its tit and get some milk out of him? Yeah, and if, I guess out it's, of him, it's, it's how they're cared for. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you care for the cow, if it's a well treated cow, and it's like we're just gonna have some of your milk. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah that's right. how I think about eggs. Uh huh. Yeah, chickens just hanging out. Yeah, I would love to have a chicken. Yeah, just have an egg every day. Just one egg right out the racket. Uh huh. Right out the racket. Where does the egg come from? Does it come out of its butt? Um, you know what? I didn't. We talked about this before. I didn't realize chickens uh, had an egg every day, almost every day, almost every day. But I think about the process of a body making something like that continually. It seems excruciating. I'm assuming it's passed through its chicken vagina because that's how birth works. Yeah, that makes better sense than their butt. Yeah, probably not their butt. This we're not going to survive anything. Like, even if we did survive the apocalypse, oh good, we're still here. And Kyle's drunk in the field, and Dave thinks eggs come out of chickens' butts. Like, what are we helping if we're still around? We're going we're to be the educators. What, what are we doing? Not about helping, man. It's about surviving. Dave's got a tarp. <laughs> at least that. At least you'll have a tarp. <laughs> Uh, peanut butter, dried fruit, nuts, coffee, tea, and I threw this one in. Hard candy. Why not? <laughs> That's why I was reading on your have, list. Like, have some Jolly Ranchers. Hard candy. Oh, I don't I don't even care about Jolly Ranchers. That was a bad example. It's lifesavers. I like a good lifesaver. Oh, boy. What? What's a bad lifesaver? 
like I just like what's a, the dip in quality of life? Well, just there's the colors. Some colors are better than others. Like them pineapple ones. Pineapple. That's the number. That's a premium. Tropical. If you give me tropical version of anything out there, I'm getting that tropical version. Tropical Skittles. Oh yeah. You know where I went the other day? I went to a candy store. I'm not surprised. Went to a candy store in Pasadena. You know, my buddy Lisa Best, she's a big candy fan. We were uh, having lunch. She's like, let's go, let's go over there and get but some you, candy. And you're off the sugars, though. Yeah, but I, uh, I sampled a couple. They had, you know what one of my favorite candies is? I'm a big fan of anything gummy. Gummy bear, gummy I'm, worm. I'm with you on that. Love a gummy. All the gummies. Um, I found some very exotic gummy bears. They just—it's one of those bulk, you know, oh, yeah. like you stick the scoop in and get as much you want. Absolutely. Uh, they had uh, mango gummy bears. They had peach. Oh no shit. They had strawberry banana. No shit. They had right. blue raspberry grape so watermelon. Basically, if 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 it if it is societal unrest, we know where you're looting. <laughs> Last we saw, Davey was in Pasadena throwing a trash can through the front of that candy store. <laughs> Only got about halfway down the block after the diabetes got him. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die of diabetes six months into the apocalypse. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter. That's why you got to have a tourniquet in your bug out bag so you can cut your legs off of the knee. Gotta get <laughs> insulin shots. Oh, boy. Oh, the sugar got Dave. It wasn't the radiation at all. He was fine. Oh, man. <laughs> Whew. So yeah, that's uh, those are some foods. If you're bugging in, that's your bug out bag. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's get back to like current day stuff. Yeah. What what? I'm not. I don't keep my finger on the pulse of politics the way some of our friends do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I I pay attention, but like, what's something that literally could happen that could cause this? I mean, are we talking? Like another depression? Is the stock market going to crash? Is there going to be martial law? I mean, like what what could happen? You, you, uh, again, also uh, probably get corrected a thousand times over for uh, you know talking out of out of a league out of, out of my out of my league. But I I, I think what if it, it goes to civil war? What if mm-hmm. it goes to the, the citizens are div- clearly divided. Like, there's yeah. you can't have a conversation that's not about what's happening yeah. right now. Like, that's part. Like before, like politics was detached. Uh-huh. And it didn't feel like it was affecting me. We're fucking straight white guys. Our rights are fine. Like, so it wasn't. You could be like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty fucked up. Oh, the protests and over there. And now it's like, no, it's part of everyone's life like like for me like i like i was saying i watched like it's just getting scarier scarier now i'm not uh you know being affected by the muslim ban and uh but oh ian ian edwards had a a great joke about like why are there not more men at like women's mark like the women's march like he's like yeah they're marching for abortion you don't have men out there being like yeah I don't want that fucking kid. You should have even more men out there like you save you you want to keep me from having to pay child support and keep abortion legal. I'm mar- I'm marching the shit out of this. Like yeah. it was he told it with much more calm finesse as Ian <laughs> Edwards does. But uh like that's something that does affect me uh-huh. as I am friends with ladies yeah. and their rights are being uh, affect you know with Planned Parenthood absolutely you know, being defunded and again not knowing everything that's going on but 
how much of the unrest, like, what happens when it starts to bubble over? Like, what happened? Like, okay, the protest, women's march was very peaceful. We had another and, one this weekend at this the one, LAX. And at the airport. A lot of airports. And what happens when there's a lot of these protests, and then the people who are either pro-Trump or just have now protests are inconveniencing all parts of their lives. Somebody missed a flight at LAX because of a protest, and then they couldn't get home because of another protest. All of a sudden now they're starting to get marginalized the other way, which that's what protests are supposed to do is, is upset people <clears throat> and make them aware you know, that this is a big issue that you're inconvenienced because things are fucked up in the world. Mm-hmm. But not everybody thinks that way when they're inconvenienced by a protest. Yeah. Especially if somebody was already like, man, I was already kind of listening to Trump. Now, fuck, these guys are ruining my day. Now you push those people in front. It's now a little more. <clears throat> it's, it's very tense. It feels very tense to me. And mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't feel so tense if I just stopped watching the news every day. Mm-hmm. Stop looking on Twitter every day. And I wouldn't be so, uh, you know, fearful of what's to come. Mm-hmm. So if I think what could happen, I hope it doesn't. But yeah, civil unrest and riots and, you know, how many more ridiculous policies that start affect start to affect people here mm-hmm. in this country. And then it's your coastal elites. I mean, when's the last time this country has been this divided? I mean, since you're asking the old history major, Kyle Kinney. I mean, just off the top of your head, I mean, we'd have to go back to the Civil Rights era. Uh, Since then, has there been a division like this? But not being alive at that time, Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know. And I don't know. You know, I start going down all these wormholes about is like I read one article about it. Basically, they're just setting up for a coup. Like it's really just Steve Bannon's whole action. And then we talked in a previous episode about like just get everything down to 500 million people Mm -hmm. and the world be a better place. Well, that could kind of be some of the shit they're trying to start. And you and I, we're not part of that 500 million. No. It's the richest, whitest, top of the fucking crop that they're talking about preserving or in this article that I read, like setting it up to, yeah, they describe Bannon as an anarcho-capitalist, which is basically he said it out loud. Like he just wants to tear it all down and rebuild it to benefit people like him. Mm-hmm. And all you know, you're getting facts from all over. What's fake news? I mean, we did the shit on the PizzaGate thing. It was something interesting that week that we talked about. So mm-hmm. we talked about it. And uh, but what news is coming from where? Who, I don't know who to watch. I watch CNN a little bit, but then it just seems like a sensationalized. You got three people yelling at three other people. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Ugh, it's like not fun to talk about anymore. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. The, the, the novelty. Yeah. The novelty's already worn off. Now it's just like e. Well, I wonder how many of these actual doomsday preppers like you said. I would watch that show. You know, doomsday prepper. It's like fucking three hundred fifty pounds. Like. What about that part of survival where you might just have to run a little bit yeah. without your heart exploding? Yeah. Like, yeah. I got a basement full of soup. So, yeah, you also can't get up and down the stairs three times in a row without having to take a nap. Like, well, that's absolutely. part of so, like, that's physical a great point. fitness. Yeah. Like, there's a little part of me too, like, eh, I think I might want to start exercising a little more. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> this gout foot ain't going to serve me when I got to try and retreat 
into the Angeles Crest National Forest, especially with a stick shift car. <laughs> but yeah, that's a very valid point. Uh, that's something we haven't covered. But yeah, but I don't want to be like a paranoia monger. I want to no, sit no. There and be like, oh, the protests are great. People are getting together. They're not bowing down. Like, they're not yeah. getting tired yet. Yeah. What, another that's another thing that I read. Again, I don't have the sources. It's a thing I read online. But saying that this is what they want to happen. They want people to get like protest fatigue to the point where so much chaos is happening that people are just worn out uh-huh. by how – because that's, that's just what happens with the government anyway. We're like yeah. just chip away at your rights. They, this is just now doing it in a giant – you know, under, under a spotlight. Yeah. And they slowly chip away at it, and they slowly like how everybody get mad, like Instagram can use your content and this and that. And now, how nobody's even gives a shit that when you're on Facebook, something you looked at on Amazon is now the advertisement on Facebook. I'm like, this is fucking creepy. That you know, like, like I don't even know how when I go on my phone, it'll tell me like, oh, it's this many minutes to go home, and I don't know. How it knows I'm going home at that point. Probably some algorithm that knows that from that location, I've always asked for directions home. Mm-hmm. But now it can guess. Like, now this is just getting scared of the robots type yeah. thing. Yeah. This is a whole another episode, but I'll throw this out there real quick. Speaking of that, that piqued my interest. Uh, the other day, a buddy told me. Now, I don't know if he's being legit or sensationalizing it. He said... He's, you know how, like, on Facebook, you get ads, personal advertisements for yeah. things that you've Googled or whatever? And yeah. I, I get that. I don't, yeah. That might be even a little in, invasive, but uh, still, whatever. He said so that he— Empty your cookies or something, and that'll, that doesn't. He's not like real old men now. He said he's getting Facebook ads for things that he's never Googled that only he has texted about, like to friends and stuff like— Whatever the product may be, but he—it's uh, not even somebody you would know. It's—it's oh, it's, okay. it's, a—it's another guy. I want to know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what's the the, the truly parallel? Like, yeah, it's someone that's doped up all the time. Like, man, I don't. <laughs> but think about that. Anything. Like, if that's true, yeah, get, he's he claims he's getting ads, Facebook ads for things he's never Googled or posted about or anything. That only stuff that maybe he's texted between friends. That's scary. Yeah, that's again. That's a whole other topic. It's. It's. I mean, the whole Muslim ban thing is just. It's just so blatantly racist. Yeah, and everybody that gets safety and look, look, just the thing that goes around that it's like, yeah, it's nine nine actual Muslims that came into this country from other places that committed things. The the number of <sighs> domestic terrorists, number of fucking right wing. How come every uh, you know. How any American other than a Native American could ever fucking complain about immigrants and immigrate? How the it's, fuck did you get here? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We, we manifest destiny. God wanted me to do this. Fuck off. Well, We're that, all immigrants. Like, well, that's why there's like, well, it's you look at all this stuff like, oh, it's it's uh, it's not from any of the countries. The ban is only for it doesn't include any of the countries that, that has, Trump has business in. Yeah. Is he that dumb that he doesn't think that we're all going to notice and, that? And, and yeah, it's it. That's the thing; it doesn't matter anymore. Like the whole world, like oh, it's alternative facts. It's like it's fucked up. So this may have 
by a roundabout way, but the most pertinent episode of our weird little show we've had is this is what you need in a backpack to live in the woods for a little while. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you see Bigfoot out there, what? how shitty would that be, Dave, if the shit went down and you had to retreat in the woods and that's when you saw Bigfoot and you couldn't even enjoy it to the fullest because you're like, not now, Bigfoot. There's surprise. I can't. That's when Bigfoot's like, you know what? People should know I'm here. And it's just a lot of people like, now this too? We oh. can't, our city's burning, Bigfoot. Yeah. You could have come, you could have added whimsy to the world. <laughs> but now, fucking not now, Bigfoot. All right. We don't have time for you. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. Back would to you Im- be sad? What would you like? You would have to like try and tell, be like, I saw Bigfoot. And be like, Dave, we're trying to. <laughs> That's get all the meat off this deer to survive yeah, the winter. <laughs> that's when I would see it. Is when n- nobody would give Maybe a shit. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's Bigfoot's just out there waiting for people. Like, uh-huh, see, Kumail Nanjiani, your buddy, my acquaintance. He summed it up great the other day with a tweet. I, this really hit home. Not hit home, but it uh, it made an impact. Well, I guess you could say it hit home to anti-immigration people. Immigrants fought to come here. Immigrants had to prove that they belonged here. You were just born here. I'm an yeah. American citizen by zero effort of of my own doing. I couldn't pass the I was immigration just, test. Right I was now. just fucking born here. Yeah. Do you think you could pass the immigration test? Probably not. I mean, I bet you Trump couldn't pass the immigration. His wife's an immigrant. I do have a very high IQ. Is We've not? talked about that in the past. But, All right. Uh, we don't have to <laughs> dredge up, dredge up the internet tests. That's just that was just fake news is all that was. That was that internet that was a scam. But think about that. Think about the immigrants that have yeah. done whether they did it legally or illegally, but the 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 sacrifice and the danger and everything that they've gone through to get to this country. Why? Just to have a better life. And then people like me and you and all the other entitled white dickheads just I was, I was just born I'm not here. even white, just people that are born here. Yeah, and just, didn't have to yeah. fight to come. I can. I mean, even if you want to, not just criticize, but try to understand. The, the hardest part is like, okay, let's just try to understand. Like, well, I mean, okay, there's been attacks all over Europe, and they're looking at because the open immigration policy, and then it's the you know the attacks that have been happening in France. And they don't want it to happen here. <clears throat> so they're siding with paranoia first and calling it common sense. Mm-hmm. Which, if you prevented something through your paranoia, then it, you, you're like, oh, no, CEO is right. That was, that was another thing I was reading to that, that. Yeah, do it. Like, and it was that they had to implement it right away. Because we, we, there was information that we had. That's why we had to implement this right. That was just Trump uh. jerk off ego. First week, look at what I'm doing, mm-hmm. causing all this upheaval. Doing all this, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. That's just him being a fucking turd. But oh, if they did prevent something, like if nothing happens, they could be like, see, nothing's happened. No terrorist attacks because we banned them all. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, like. If something does happen, see, that's why we needed the ban. Like, they can safeguard themselves in their thought process. Like, I get why there's a paranoia there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live paranoid. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who said he'd take this fucking gun to the grocery store in Iowa. He's like, I don't want to get caught with my pants down. You're going to shoot your dick off before the pod. 
the fact that it happened somewhere once that that's what everybody wants to to go on mm-hmm. but still, nope see the old, old open doors so there's been a couple of those here it's been the what if I'm reading the fact and it's facts that nine people from other countries and it was Saudi Arabia 9-11 attacks from Saudi Arabia that's mm-hmm. not one of the countries that the ban list is on mm-hmm. Oh, I got, I don't have any answers, man. And I know uh, people could accuse us of, you know, paranoia, paranoia mongering, but uh until it seem, until something happens and then your paranoia was common sense. That's mm-hmm. why I got the earthquake kit, mm-hmm. only because it's not an earthquake, just okay, look at all the, the you know, hurricanes hitting southeast. That people without power for days. Your food spoils. So you, maybe you have enough canned goods. <laughs> In your thing, but grocery stores aren't getting restocked. Everybody's mm-hmm. gonna go get those. You know what? I got seven days worth of food, and I got a way to drink water in case if a water main breaks and there's I don't have water pressure. Nothing's happening here, but I can go out to a puddle or go to somewhere I, for a few days until order is restored. Mm-hmm. And because that, that's not paranoia. Yeah, earthquakes are real things. Yeah, they've happened here. Mm-hmm. Natural disasters are real things. That you should prepare for. And I know it's hard for some people to part with a few bucks for something that they might never use. Well, but it's I looked at three nights of Health dr- insurance, yeah. car insurance, life insurance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 So maybe it's not paranoia there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm like, well, you just never know. So you just got to be ready. Yeah. That's the heightened, like the non-heightened version of, uh, well, you never know. So better safe than sorry. Yeah. So but safe than sorry means a sweeping racist executive order to ban Muslims. And that Christians were going to get preferential treatment. Oh, good. Christians. Oh, the ones that the, – the God-fearing ones that uh, – the white supremacist Christians that shoot up black churches. Those – those good. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Oh, boy. I'm rambling. It's a big old mess. What's something funny? I don't know if it's funny. I'll tell you something's fun. Okay. Damn Super Bowl. Oh, shit. I got Super Bowl fever. Like yeah. I said last week, I love the Super Bowl every year. But this year, oh, boy. Um, this happened yesterday. I uh, I don't know. When's the last time you cried? Um, I, I talked about it, the LCD sound system show. Okay, that's right. In San Francisco. I think I probably had a couple watching TV. Mm-hmm. I, uh, a big public one, yeah. I I've been accused by ex-girlfriends as being, uh, one girl called me emotionally aloof. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm I'm a sensitive guy, but like, it takes, uh, takes a while to... You don't show it all to, the time. To, to break my lock, to pick my lock. Uh, I don't know, and it's not it's not a macho thing. I, I honestly don't know the last time I cried. Uh Yesterday, watching a Atlanta Falcons yeah. hype, hype video, and I, and I got a little teary, got, um, got a little emotional. I, get I know that. that's ridiculous. No, the Cubs thing. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of dudes are crying during the Cubs. The Cubs win. Yeah, I think what got me was never just, been to a Super Bowl, right? Uh, they've been, been once. once. They've never won. They they went in '98. Uh, technically, that would have been '99, but it was from the '98 <laughs> season. Uh, did not win. Got beat by the Broncos. But I don't know. Just I was watching somebody produce this like really good. It was uh, oh, yeah. I forgot what song. It was like some almost like a 
black Southern gospel song, like a religious, yeah. like spiritual, just a real cascading, oh, yeah. beautiful song and had all this footage. And it, and it wasn't like me being like, I love football so much. It hurts. It was, it was, I think it was seeing the, the, the yeah. citizens of Atlanta and the joy on their face of like, and I know that sports are stupid yeah. and they don't mean anything, but like, and we've talked about that before, but it's, it's escapism. There's a civic connection there. And I just, uh, man, I was watching all these Atlanta Falcons fans just being so happy yeah. and yeah. optimistic. And I was like, oh, what's happening? What's... I mean, I didn't start crying, but you know that little flutter you and get? That's like what the Olympics used to do for whole nations. Yeah. That's why people like nations would rely on the Olympic team and yeah. like, you need to make us proud to the world. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. Like, with Man, somebody took a clip of the Cubs World Series win and <clears throat> took old Harry Carey clips. Oh. And put the sound over it so like it was like he was calling wow, the game. That's cool. I'd like and to see And it was just that. like all right. <laughs> so I, I get that. So so uh, yeah. Best of luck. Oh, this Sunday on the Falcons. Three thirty Pacific, six thirty Eastern. I'm be watching that puppy ball. Oh yeah, man. And uh, I'm doing it up. I'm going for it this year. What's the What's the recipes? I think I'll give the recipes that I'm going to prepare. Okay. So, uh, and this is kind of elaborate. So maybe I'll just I'll give a Reader's Digest version here, and if you want to, I think an, a, an upcoming feature should be like meals you can prepare in the woods. Though. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely do that. I don't have any no paranoia, but just like also <laughs> oh, here's your uh, bug out meal of the week. <laughs> that would be a good it's good a little feature. rabbit stew. <laughs> we can uh, we can start definitely incorporating those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here's my menu on Sunday and. Uh, I don't want to pressure you. I know you probably got a lot of invites, but if you if you want to come, I might. We're, we're doing it up. No worries if not. But I'm doing uh, smoked chicken wings. You've had my smoked chicken. wings. I've had the smoked chicken wings. Oh boy, it's one of the best things. Ever. I know. I, I'm oh, smoked I'm chicken wings. I'm doing smoked chicken wings. I'm doing smoked uh, pork shoulder. I'm gonna do some pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm probably gonna do my pimento cheese, which we've talked about. And I'm probably gonna do my. Uh, Bowl peanuts, which we've talked about. And I think I'm going to – you know what else I'm going to do? And I don't have the recipe right in front of me because I'm still researching it. I'm going to do a silly fruity punch. I like. Oh, the, you were saying you are going to do <clears> – <throat> I'm going to do a silly fruity alcoholic punch, like a hunch punch <laughs> or a something. Just a silly celebratory so, punch. Uh, the, my buddy from England, James Acaster, is a real funny comic. And he just – he was in town this past week for Riot and other stuff. And so I'm doing a joke. He's like, I drink a lot of punch. Uh, just usually alone at home, so I don't have to worry about anybody spiking it. It's kind of a silly thing to see, just a man ladling punch to himself. <laughs> just the idea of a guy drinking punch alone. Oh, that's hmm. funny. The whole like- concept of drinking uh, festive drinks alone, uh, Bronger's got a great joke about uh, Jaeger bombs. Like, no one ever... You never oh, see yeah. a guy alone at the bar savoring a Jaeger bottle. Yeah, yeah, slowly <laughs> dropping it in. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to do like a uh, ginger ale and orange sherbet. The base is going to be, uh, I'm going to throw some orange, a whole thing, a oh, half gallon I orange like sherbet that. in there, uh, a bunch of ginger ale, and then spike it with, I don't know, what would you go with, vodka or rum, maybe? Here, I would say whatever hard liquor you do. Uh-huh. You want to really get nuts, throw a little champagne in there. Exactly. Okay, champagne. All because right. I'm thinking bubbly and fruity stuff. You're an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> answer me this question. <laughs> um, am I in any danger if, I'm, if I throw in multiple liquors in there? 
Like if I'm, if we I did mean, champagne and rum and vodka, would that be too much? I think, or should I stick to one? I, I mean, well, I I don't know. Like I could see just doing the champagne and orange sherbet as its own okay. type of thing. Uh huh. With maybe a grenadine. Okay. Like a little cherry and or, that's or not, the like lime. that's that's not your power punch. That's uh-huh. not your let's party get fucked punch. Mm-hmm. That'd be more like a nice like an occasion. Okay. Know, I would think. But I mixing liquors, I mean it's all about the proportions. Long Island iced tea is everything in it. That's true. So I think rum is very flavorful. Vodka you can kind of sneak in and it slips under the radar uh-huh. depending on the ingredient. Uh-huh. It's like the tofu of liquors, you know, kind of yeah. just a Takes on whatever it's around. Yeah. Rum can be a, a, a spicy bite in there. Now, see, I'm not talking dark rum. I'm not a fan of that. I'm talking like the uh, Bacardi the clear Bacardi, yeah. like the the tropical type. So you throw a little Malibu rum in there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Malibu like or Coke Bacardi. That might, be, that might be too sweet. Hmm. Well, anyway, I'll figure that out. So I'm going to do that. Um, Malibu rum and ginger ale. Do whiskey ginger. I don't know. I, I'll figure it out. We're definitely gonna, I'm going to ladle something out of a punch bowl into my face. He's, he's going to ladle something. All right, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the chicken wing recipe or the pulled pork recipe? I'm like vegetarian now, so it's what the audience <laughs> wants. Hey, man. No, I know. Health dictates You it. got a condition. I got to keep it for special occasions. If you were to come, would you eat, would you eat one chicken wing? Are you going to eat one chicken wing? No. Yeah, okay. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, eat one of those chicken wings. I'm going to eat a lot of chicken Son wings. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm going to have one thing that's amazing. No, but will you will you eat some? I know you're really trying to stick I might, to the No, that's the thing. With gout, I was like, for a while there, I was like, all right, just chicken then. Red meat's no good. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I wear buffalo wild wings. And uh, the next day, the toe starts hurting. I'm like, well, it's chicken. So I was like, chicken wings. Oh, that's the worst thing you could have for God. But God damn it. Everything I look up is the worst thing I could have. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm st- if I'm, I might do maybe I if I'm going to go I'll just I'll just blow it out and make sure I I got nothing to do the next couple of days. Okay. All right, let's let's talk about chicken wings. I think I'll do chicken wings. All right. Smoke First Did you of all, not do a smoked chicken wing recipe early on? I mean, we've been I don't think so. Broadcasting for a while now, and I think <laughs> Have I done my smoked chicken wing? I think we got in early on on the on the chicken game, didn't we? Really? I've I've probably talked about it. I don't know if I've given out the deets. All right, well, all right. Just real quick, it's easy. Uh, the smoked chicken wing—it's all about two things. It's about the smoke and it's about the rub. I'm all about that rub, and I make my own uh, okay. my own chicken rub. Okay, uh, kosher salt, black pepper, paprika. A little chili powder, mustard powder, a little brown sugar. Equal parts each? Nope. Garlic powder, onion powder, <laughs> That's cayenne. instructions, then. Yeah. No. That's our instructions. No. Equal parts each? Nope. All different. Anyway, give it a go. You figure it out. <laughs> That's how you keep them your recipe. You tell people the ingredients, but not the ratio. And so it's still completely useless to them. All right. Here. I'll, I'll, throw, them. I'll throw it out. All right. Hey, man. I'm not telling you to give up your secrets. All right. We'll do. I won't do exact quantities. I'll do parts. When you're talking about stuff like, because then you can make as much as you want. So, one part: cayenne, onion powder, garlic powder, brown sugar, mustard powder, and chili powder. That's a lot. So of parts. whatever, 
whatever quantity you want to use, you want to use. I'd say if you're what I'm going to be using to feed probably ten or fifteen people, I'm probably going to do a quarter cup of each of those okay. uh, ingredients. So, but whatever the quantity is, just one part. Cayenne, onion powder, garlic powder, brown sugar, mustard powder, chili powder. Okay? Two parts, whatever that is, double for the paprika. So we'll go two parts on the paprika and two parts on the black pepper. Okay. All right? So double those first ones, double that for the paprika and the black pepper. And then maybe about, um, I would say, five parts kosher salt. So the, there's your ratios for the rub. Mm-hmm. All right? So you take, you mix all those together. Uh, you just throw them in a big bowl, use a whisk, a fork, whatever. Just mix the shit out of that, get them all incorporated together. Then you take your chicken wings, just buy you, mm-hmm. buy you a few pounds of chicken wings. You want to uh, rinse them off under cold water first because mm-hmm. not to get – I'm talking about factory farming and yeah, stuff. You wanna, any, any meat, you want to you you rinse it off first. Uh, pat it down with some paper towels, let it dry, and then just liberally like throw all the, um, the wings in a big bowl or some sort of pan and then just take handfuls of that rub yeah. and throw it on there and then mix it all together. You want to just get – a nice liberal even coat of that rub. You want to rub them. You want to rub them. All right. So that's as simple as that as far as the prep. And now the tricky part is I'm going to smoke them barbecue style. All right. So yeah. if you don't have a smoker, this doesn't pertain you're, to you're you. SOL. Yeah. But if you got you a nice little Brinkman, little trash can smoker or uh, a barrel smoker, whatever, whatever you're, you're messing around with. Uh, I like hickory wood. That's just what I prefer. Uh, fruit tree wood is good too, apple or cherry. Uh, depending on where you are in the country, you know, wood is somewhat regional. Um, white oak is popular around the south in Texas. Uh, mesquite is popular in some places, but I prefer hickory. I don't mind white oak. Mesquite, to me, feels like it has a little peculiar flavor. So anyway, just smoke them. I'm not going to tell you how to smoke. If you've got a smoker, you know how to smoke. Uh, but if you've got a mesquite a tree, yeah, it's, oh, a, God, it's a mesquite tree. Well, it's a type of wood, so I'm assuming that's a it's a good question. I've never I've, seen a tree and somebody's like, that's a mesquite tree. I've never heard someone say mesquite tree, but it, mesquite is a type of wood. I'll look into that. But anyway, um, smoke them with your wood for about, depending on how much you're doing, I'm going to do about five pounds. So uh, I'm probably going to smoke those things for about four hours. Yeah. Four or five hours at around two twenty-five. The, the whole the whole key to smoking and barbecuing is uh, slow and low, but also consistency. Well, you want it. You want it around. It varies depending on what you're cooking. Between two hundred and two fifty is usually the so range. What, how is that? Like, is that just the elevation within the smoker, or what? Like, how? It's the the heat from the fire. Well, yeah, depending on where you've depending. Like, if you've got a, a like a barrel smoker, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you keep it? Even just, I'm sure it's a common sense answer, mm-hmm. but just being a rube to the whole thing. Well, a lot of the smokers have a, uh, you got a temperature thermometer, gauge. So temperature just, gauge. Just, just one, one piece of wood at a time yeah. until you get it there. Yeah, and then, and then you kind of keep an low, eye on just it. Just give it one more. That's the beauty of smoking and barbecuing and stuff is it takes a long time. Chicken wings, like I said, four or five hours. On this shoulder I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke that thing for about 12 hours. So it's going to be an all-day like thing. A ship in a bottle. This oh is yeah, real delicate. Oh, I'm I'm doing it all patient day. Patient procedure. All day. I'm starting uh, we Saturday. We were camping. I saw you. We were like, "Wow, we're going camping." We didn't. You woke up and you brought the smoker and you put. Yeah. The, I think you made shoulder then. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're camping. We're in the woods. We're going to hike." We're doing like, "Nope." And you just sat there and watched the smoker 
for about 14 hours that day. Yeah, you did. And that wasn't my best work because it was real windy out, and it, that oh, affected God, it was, it was, it was the elements. But, uh, but anyway, so, yeah, to answer your question, you just got to pay attention to it. You got to okay. keep an eye on that. Uh, and a lot of smokers don't even have the, the, the gauge in it, but you can just um, – you, you you just want your fire to be consistent. If your fire's consistent, then your temperature's going to okay. be consistent. So anyway, rub those chicken wings down, throw them in the smoker, smoke them for about four hours. Then here's a little trick that I uh, learned in a, in a restaurant. Um, if you just smoke them and don't do anything else, they're going to be fine, but they're going to be a little rubbery. They're going to be a little yeah. chewy, a little rubbery. What I do with my smoked wings, and I would do this in my pop-ups, uh, get you a, a, a deep-fat fryer. Every every cook should have a nice little deep fat fryer. Get your little little small ones. You get at Target for like forty bucks. If you don't have a fryer, you can still do it in a like a Dutch oven, but it's a little more tricky. Yeah. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll flash fry them for about sixty seconds right before I serve them. Ooh. So that smoking them, I'll get them probably ninety ninety five percent of the way done the doneness. Yeah. And then uh, I'm gonna smoke them uh, earlier in the day, and then uh, right before the party, I'll take all those. Almost done wings. <clears throat> Throw them in the fryer. About three fifty. The oil. Get that oil. About three fifty. You want to do uh, either canola or vegetable. You don't want to do. You can do peanut oil. It's very popular, but it's expensive as hell. Like oh, uh, I think Chick Fil A uh, fries their chicken in peanut oil. Gus's does all peanut. They do peanut oil. Yeah, peanut oil is great, but it's very expensive. Yeah. I would I would suggest just a basic vegetable or canola oil, and uh, just fry those suckers up. And a little trick when you're frying chicken wings, or I think pretty much any meat, uh, they're going to be done when they start floating. When they float to the surface on their own. Isn't that all fried things? Mm-hmm. I think so. Pizza puffs, mozzarella sticks. Yeah, anything that's going to float in oil is going to be done. Uh, <laughs> I remember working at a pizza place. Yeah. Like, we just tried to fry everything. Like, what if we put an egg in there? Ooh. Didn't take it out of the shell first. It blew up. Yeah. But then what if you cracked an egg into it? I don't know. I think that's just a big old mess. That's interesting to see what, it would, hap- what would happen. I'm just throwing stuff yeah. out there. But, yeah, uh, smoke them, rub them down, smoke them, fry them. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and then uh, if you want to go back and find the episode that we talked about, the homemade ranch. Uh, I'm definitely going to be making that homemade ranch. Oh, yeah? I'll tell that one real quick again. Equal parts mayonnaise and sour cream, a little bit of milk, a little bit of red wine vinegar, uh, some Italian seasoning, smoked paprika, salt and pepper, a little hot sauce. Get the fuck out of here. Beautiful, That's, beautiful homemade ranch. Easiest that thing sounds in the world. like a good Super Bowl day. Recipe. Easiest thing in the world. So, yeah, do it smoked wings, do some smoked pork. Go Falcons. I agree. Yeah. Go Falcons. <laughs> Let's hope America survives to see this Falcons championship. I like how this whole episode is about the end of the world and preparing for it and I'm most excited about the Falcons. Well, that's a, you got that's we're saying you got to celebrate mm-hmm. what you can well you can. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's close it out and celebrate our comic of the week. Comic of the week. <laughs> Joe DeRosa, he's got a special coming out. So funny, Joe DeRosa. Real grump. Real son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, this coming Friday, February 3rd at midnight. Technically, I know that'll be February 4th, but Friday night at midnight, February 3rd. I like to call midnight low noon. Low noon. I like that. Brand new special on Comedy Central, You Let Me Down. It's the name of it. You Let Me Down, Joe DeRosa. Did you do the voice promo for that? Yeah, I did some of yeah, those. That's yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you hear me barking at it. By the way... I meant to ask you this. Oh, when you did your 
three Comedy Central specials. Did you do your own voice promos for that? I did. The first one, they didn't let me do it. They're like, it might be too distracting. I'm like, Come on. And then the second one, I got to do a whole bit for it. That's awesome. And then this last one, I just announced it. Okay. That's cool. Joe DeRosa, great comics. Got a bunch of albums out. Uh, is this his, this his first actual special? Uh, he's got an album out. I don't know if he's got another special out, but I know he's got an album out. He has he, I know he's done the Comedy Central half hour. Yeah. Hey, this is his first Comedy yeah, Central hour? I think so. Okay. But I can't be positive. Funny dude, Joe DeRosa. Buy his stuff, watch the special this watch Friday night. Comedy Central. Just a real, uh, he's a great curmudgeon. Yeah, like, he's uh, good at it. Very good at it, but not just for the sake of being curmudgeonly. There's some of those comics, like those angry comics. Like, I'm just angry, but like, eh, you're still boring. Yeah, but you, yeah, yeah, but you also don't like them. Yeah, like, yeah, I like Joe. yeah. Joe is interesting and likable, but uh, just a damn good comic. Mm-hmm. So check out Joe DeRosa. That's our comic of the week. All right. Well, I I I'd try to keep a positive head, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, and uh, if you're protesting, fight the good fight. Be safe out there, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're with you. And uh, shit, I don't I don't know what else to do. Uh, <laughs> Watch the news yep. and be like, ah, okay, let's, uh, let's have a more uh, recipes that focus on uh, squirrel. And opossum <laughs> and rabbits for next week, Dave. I, I will. I will do some doomsday recipes very soon. I'll. Uh, I'll start <laughs> compiling my notes. Uh, real quick uh, at Boogie Monster Pod, no vowels in the monster uh, on Twitter at Kyle Canane on Twitter at Dave Stone Comedy on Twitter. And uh, people still asking for that biscuit recipe, which is fine. A lot of people are asking for the uh, the email uh, boogie monster podcast boogie monster podcast at gmail dot com yeah. if you want to email us we'll just that. Get old Dave, little Dave Stone cookbook. Yeah, and uh, like I said last week, if you if you like that biscuit recipe and you want that, feel free to uh, in return throw us a, a nice rating or review on iTunes or wherever that stuff happens. Yeah. And so, I've been and, and if and if you Facebook message us and you haven't heard anything, that's my that's my department. Mm-hmm. I I fucked it up. <laughs> All right. All right. See you next week. Good luck, everybody. The Boogie Monster.